Hey, it's summer vacation time at Star Wars 7x7, and in past years, we've done flashback episodes in various themed capacities, and this time, considering that this is the 10th year of the podcast and we are on a long countdown <laughs> to the 10th anniversary, I thought it might be fun to look back at the most popular episodes of all time. So over the next year, we're going to count down from 100 to number one as far as the most downloaded episodes of the podcast and we're going to start with our summer vacation here and do the episodes from 100 to 91. Number 93 on the list goes way back. It goes to January of 2017 and this one is episode 937. It is an update on the production process for The Last Jedi. So let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the debate continues as to what the meaning of the title The Last Jedi could be, and I personally haven't seen anything else that we didn't cover in the podcast that we did on Monday, the bonus podcast, where we discussed The Last Jedi title in detail. But to give you the summary again, in case you need it or want it, so in The Force Awakens, Luke Skywalker is referred to as the last Jedi in the opening crawl, and Snoke refers to him as the last Jedi as well. And if you'll remember back in Return of the Jedi, Yoda says, the last of the Jedi you will be after Yoda passes away. But as has been pointed out by many a wag, Jedi is both singular and plural, so when you name something The Last Jedi, you don't know for sure if the writer-director Ryan Johnson is talking about a singular Jedi or a plural Jedi. So we could be about to hear about the Jedi Academy that Luke was training and that utterly got decimated by Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. We could be talking about Rey inclusive in this, and maybe Luke lives, maybe Luke dies, and maybe Rey becomes The Last Last Jedi. All of these things are still up in the air, and maybe, just maybe, we'll get an inkling of what they mean when we get to see the first trailer, hopefully in April, hopefully at Star Wars Celebration Orlando. I hope it's sooner, of course, but, you know, if not before, then definitely by then, I would think. Anyway, I wanted to play for you the interview with Mark Hamill. The Associated Press happened to be doing an interview with him and just happened to catch him not too long after the announcement was made. So they were able to get his sort of instant feedback on the title. Here's what he had to say, again, courtesy of the Associated Press. It was just announced. I just heard it on the, in the car ride over. He told me that when we were making the movie, and I said, don't tell me these things. I talk in my sleep. I am so, they have us so jacked up with paranoia over leaks. But that's the way of the world. It's funny, because, you know, back when we were making the original, nobody cared. (laughs) But uh, that's... What's your reaction to the title? Well, it's got a, it's got a real samurai. You know, it's, it's... straightforward and minimalist and I like that. So there you have it, Mark Hamill having his first opportunity to talk publicly about The Last Jedi. Starting to talk about a samurai kind of feel to things. I thought that was interesting and I thought that maybe, just maybe that gave us a little hint of something? I don't know. What do you think? Chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com and let me know what you think of that. Meanwhile, Laura Dern, who has an as-yet-unspecified role in Episode 8, was interviewed by Entertainment Tonight, and this is what she had to say about the movie in general. She couldn't reveal much of anything, but this was somewhat illuminating. We put a lot of focus currently on what it is to be a female icon, what it is to use your voice, what it is to be comfortable in your own skin. 
Now, that answer was given contextually as part of a question about Carrie Fisher and what it was like to be working with her on Star Wars. And it could suggest to you and me an idea about how they're going to portray not just General Organa's character in Episode Eight, but also Laura Dern's character, whoever that may be. And when she talks about being a female icon in world, it sounds like, and about using your own voice, it does make me wonder what kind of leadership role General Leia is going to step up into in The Last Jedi, or whether Laura Dern herself is in some sort of leadership role that we don't know about just yet. All right, there's one other bit of news I wanted to share with you, and it swings back to Mark Hamill and his show Pop Culture Quest, which is on Comic-Con HQ. So in a recent episode, he was reunited with the original lightsaber he wielded on set in Return of the Jedi. The clip I'm going to play you is Hamill actually being introduced to this lightsaber for the first time in more than 30 years. And you're going to hear another voice on there that is definitely not Mark Hamill. That's Brandon Allinger of Prop Store LA, who is the owner of said lightsaber. It's a bit funny, actually, in its way, because Brandon has a steel suitcase that he opens with care, and when he opens it, there's egg crate foam on either side, and the lightsaber is delicately cradled in there, and Mark Hamill's reaction is wonderful. Here it is. Uh, this is another one that is, this is part of my collection. Do you know what this is? Did they tell you what it is? No, oh, I have no idea. Well, first we have to see if I can open it. Yeah, there we go. So this is something you haven't seen before. Oh my gosh. So that's a replica. Of, it's not a replica. It's not a replica. This is the actual prop? This is yours from the third film. Okay, now this is pretty cool. I mean, I haven't seen this thing in years. All right, now why did I play that for you? Well, I've been watching and re-watching that final scene in The Force Awakens and trying to look very carefully at Luke's belt line and see whether he actually has a lightsaber attached to his belt. Now, there's one shot where it does look like there's something hanging on the right side, although it doesn't necessarily look like his lightsaber. It doesn't look quite like the back end of his Jedi lightsaber from Return of the Jedi. So it made me wonder if, 30 years after Return of the Jedi, does Luke have the same lightsaber that he had in Return of the Jedi? And if he doesn't, does he have another lightsaber? Or does he not want or need or use a lightsaber anymore? But I thought his reaction to his original lightsaber was a bit telling. Certainly they did not talk to this guy to try to get the original prop and use that on Episode Eight. Whether they did a replica of it, well... I can't quite tell from his voice, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the matter, so please do share at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, one last tidbit for you. So Ryan Johnson posted a photo on Instagram of him in the editing bay, and on the big screen you get to see the title crawl where it says Episode 8, The Last Jedi. That in itself is wicked exciting, and he says in the caption for it that it feels really good to be able to drop that in, which made me wonder. I know that he has said in multiple interviews that he had the title for this from the very beginning, from the first draft that he wrote, but being able to drop it in now, why is that the case? Has it been waiting to be fully approved for all this time? That part I don't quite understand, but eh, maybe I don't need to understand it. I don't know. Love to hear your thoughts on that, too. Again, comments, blog post, this show's episode, SW7X7.com. All right, we are done with the episode 8 update for you, and I've got a trivia question for you from episode 7 after the break. Stay tuned. 
Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. All right, last time I asked you what Lieutenant Mataka said to Kylo Ren that caused Kylo to pull the hapless Mataka across the room and into a chokehold, and that was, the two were accompanied by a girl, referring to Finn and BB-8. Today's question for you, what are the two words Kylo Ren says to Lieutenant Mataka once he has him in that chokehold? is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> 